And I apologize for that. Um, I'm trying to essentially devote everything to the development of the reciprocity platform. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, using... Why do you need to apologize? You don't need to apologize anything? Why? Okay. <laughs> well, I do appreciate it. That's what I wanted yeah. to say. So um, tell me a little bit more about the reciprocity. What are you trying oh, to do? Oh, very, very cool. Okay, yeah. so um, I want to introduce you first. Uh, you're uh, Kareem uh, Lakani. Is that how you Lakani, say it? Yeah. Lakani. Uh, you're a full professor at uh, the Harvard Business School, and yeah. you've done all sorts of work um, on on digital environments now you're doing stuff on the science of science so for those that are following along watching this um kareem is is kind of a big deal yeah 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 no I, i'm i'm absolutely flattered that you reached out um so the reciprocity project is this idea where i started um i i thought that there was a better way for us to actually do science and yes. i started building this platform about seven years ago and i thought we can create kind of like a um you know sharing economy peer-to-peer -peer kind of model where we are helping each other out through yeah. reciprocity that's that's the whole story with it with with yeah. writing papers um and yeah. as i started putting out all of this information um I began to realize, so first of all, there was crickets, as you probably understand with software development, yeah. <laughs> like nothing happened. And yeah. then I had to start marketing it and I had to start talking to people about it. So then I started talking about real life stuff yeah. uh, as a researcher, as a professor, as graduate yeah. student, you know, all of the things that we go through yeah. in terms of the essentially, you know, maintaining a good, healthy mind. Yes. <laughs> as we're doing yeah. this and that's when it started to actually get a lot more traction when people started nice. to pay attention to it nice. um and i think it's a it's it's a missing part of the puzzle um, yeah i agree it's nice yeah yeah i saw some of your videos they're super nice they're like oh cool cool people yeah <laughs> Thanks. Thank, uh, and it, it, you know ultimately what i'm trying to do is and some of them are tackling difficult problems but then at yes. the end trying to walk people through to the yeah. you know you're gonna be okay um yeah. i'm sort of seeing myself as somebody's gonna uh watch us at 2 a.m wondering like what the hell's happening to me yeah 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 100%, 100%. <laughs> yeah as I, i'm assuming you probably go through a lot of this right you've probably have gone through a lot of the same emotions yeah yeah <laughs> um and given it's your, all, your, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, but but I also think it's not um, different than everyday life. Yes, exactly. Um, and then and then it's it's figuring out how do we connect the two, um, and living a bit of a, a more public life than I think yeah. a lot of people are used to. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, how do we get people? A, how do we get more people interested in science? And tell them the, the the truth of it. Yeah. Um, and I also think B is that there's a lot of misconceptions about yeah. what we actually do. Yes. And so, you know, if we can be the voice of it, and if we can use it. available tools, yeah. digital tools, which I'm assuming you know are pretty powerful, right? Yeah. <laughs> we we can make an enormous impact. Yeah. Um. So tell me about your your interest in the science of science. I saw this paper 
that you, and I love the research paper that you're looking at was, you know, what do people actually do as a researcher and as a scientist in terms yeah. of yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think it's 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 a it's a long circuitous story. I mean, I think the, I had no intentions ever to be a researcher. I mean, I I remember I did my master's thesis uh, with my who became my doctoral advisor Eric Von Heppel at MIT, and I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed doing the thesis. I thought I accomplished it. Was like early days of open source in 1999. Um, and I thought I found something cool and presented. And he's like, okay, you gotta stick around and do a PhD. I'm like, and I remember taking this ele elevator ride with him. I'd worked in the industry sure. before I did my master's. Uh, and I take the elevator ride with him. I go, Eric, I don't wanna be writing obscure papers in obscure journals. Like, what is that? Like, you know, I'm gonna go to consulting and make money and actually impact yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and he was like, he was like, oh, you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> And so certainly, but he gave me the love of like research and like digging into stuff. And I did come back because I got bored in consulting. I had a great time, but I got bored. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted, I, I created autonomy and the, like the, the sense of discovery, you know, when you have a cool question, yeah. you get the data, you figure it out and you go, wow, I'm the first person in the world to like look at this and make sense of it. Uh, that's what I thought I'd, what I'd done with open source uh, way back when. Um, and so, you know, my open source work starts with communities. There's a lot of stuff around communities and go, goes deep. And Eric had taught me, like, look at the work, look at what people are actually doing, and then build the methodologies on top of it. Don't just, like, come in with a theory to task. Like, come in and look first and then and then abstract out. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, while I was doing my dissertation with him, my PhD with him, um, I, I got bored <laughs> and started reading fiction, science fiction, uh, Neil Stevenson, and came across a, a, a reference to the Longitude Prize. And, and you'll see this all coming back. And in that, in that case, it was like, um, uh, you know, how this, this Longitude problem got solved by this, uh, this clockmaker and even Newton was proved wrong, all kind of stuff. Like, oh, so interesting. And it was related to my research because I've seen all these unusual people collaborate and solve problems. And then I saw, Oh, a contest as people as ways to attract unusual people to solve scientific problems as well. Mm -hmm. So I did a whole research stream on uh, both communities and contests to solve science and innovation problems. That was my thesis, my master, my PhD thesis. A few years later, I'm here at Harvard. I'm actually talking to people at the medical school. We have a very big medical school establishment, twenty thousand adjunct professors, and all that kind of stuff. It's crazy, uh, and uh, uh, talking to some of the leadership there. It goes, oh. You guys also collaborate and compete in the ways in which science gets done. Science is a community, but you're competing for grants. You're competing for spaces, uh, and 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 you're, you're racing for discoveries. So it's both a competition and collaboration. I go great. So I've been looking at these weird software developers online, but here in my backyard are these people that are also doing the same kind of thing: building knowledge mm -hmm. uh, in communities, collaborating, but also competing. So I basically took that framework and applied it there as well. And that has been an amazing rich discovery. And really the person who got me in uh, uh, is uh, Dr. Ava Guinan. She is a co-author of mine. We've published many papers. And she really sort of, sort of channels for me like what goes on in the life sciences with the scientists doing basic discovery or clinical translation work. And mm -hmm. you know, 
and we really started to collaborate together and do do projects around both ideation uh uh on uh collaboration and evaluation and competition and so forth and so it's been a rich rich partnership and collaboration with Ava uh but then then but we've been able to apply again being true to what they do but then applying sort of of both sort of sociological and managerial perspectives on this, but also economic theory on top of it as well. And then mm -hmm. some pretty cool field experiments and that kind of stuff. And the best part always was like, you know, like I always joke with these people that run these institutions and even the scientists that go like, you would never accept a paper in any of your journals that was not a randomized controlled trial. Yes, great. Then how do you know that whatever intervention or incentives you want to do for scientists are actually going to work? You have a point of view. Okay, well, let's no, go. No, I know, I know. <laughs> it's so funny. They would be like, no, no, I know what I'm doing. I know what you're doing, but so do these, all these people think they know what they're doing with their magic drugs, but you still want a rigorous trial. Why won't you also do the same thing around how scientists work and the science of science? So mm -hmm. that was like a very interesting opening for them to say, oh yeah, maybe we should apply scientific methods to the way we do science. <laughs> well, so in in. It's fascinating because we work in this area and yet, and, and, you know, from a management perspective, we teach all of these things and then it's, it, it gets lost in translation yeah, totally. <laughs> in, in, in our own fields totally, totally. Um, and how to deal, deal with a lot of the things that, that, that we deal with or yeah. to create exploration, right. Yeah. As you're, you're pointing out in a lot of it, we don't know. We, it would be nice to know yeah. what, what the right answer is with doing some of these things, but often you just need to do like a, a randomized control trial or something yeah. along those lines, like yeah. actually experiment with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Find ways to get causality, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So how did you get into this, this idea of looking at specifically research hours um, or number of hours that, that people are spending on various different things? I think like inputs, are something that are not studied that yes. much. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, again, look, I've been blessed with incredible collaborators. One of the things I've learned is find collaborators that are smarter than you and then and then work with them. So this is, you know, Kyle Meyer Myers, who's an economist, uh, works in my in our unit. Uh we were lucky to recruit him from from uh, he did his PhD at, at, at Wharton at Penn. And, you know, he's like, like, and also uh, uh, my colleagues, Marie Thursby and Jerry Thursby, uh, who used to be uh, at Georgia Tech, um, uh, you know, they're both like, they're both hardcore economists thinking about apply, applied to science. And they go like, oh, we, need to, we science, have, we've always looked at the outputs, papers and patents, but we don't look at the inputs. Nothing. <laughs> so let's go. Let's go do. Let's go look at inputs. And in fact, the precursor to all that work was actually um, we we had this 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 instrument and survey figured out a while back, and then COVID hit, and so we actually uh, shifted, and we uh, uh, said, okay, now we can. Who the hell knows uh, mm. what's going on uh, at the moment. And so then I reached out to Dashun Wong at, at Kellogg, yeah, uh, yeah. who's amazing, amazing scholar as well, great friend, great collaborator. And I said, look, we have this instrument. I think we should like, what should we do? And he was like, let's flip it to COVID and like understand what's happening to people in COVID in the moment. And so 
during COVID, we had nothing else to do. So we said, okay, well, we're going to go and pivot the survey to actually understand how COVID is impacting uh, scholars or scientists. Um, and we were asking like not similar questions, but similar type of questions, like, you know, like what's going on to your lab? You know, what are you working? Are you not working? You know, what are you, what kind of questions are you working on and so forth? And so those, so that was a precursor. And that paper was probably the fastest paper I ever got done. I think we got IRB approval in three weeks. Again, IRB probably wasn't that busy <laughs> at that time. That's insane. Uh, and our and team, butt off, our team, our, their butt off. So Kyle, Dashun, and his team, our team here, uh, Nina Cahoides really helped us launch the survey. Uh, uh, you know, Thursby's working with us as well. And we created the survey. We had advice from people at um, who were like, you know, high level folks in at uh, uh, at Yale to give us saying like, oh, do we have this right? Anyway, so we had a, we had this big collaboration spin up, run the survey, do the analysis, and get the paper out by like September of COVID, right? Um, and that was like, oh, okay, we feel good. We can actually like ask people. <laughs> <laughs> and scientists will respond and they're actually curious as well because they all mm -hmm. want to know where they are in the distribution anyway right <laughs> we still like the rank and stack. social comparison right exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and so um so then and so that was a precursor and then once things calm down and so forth then then we decided to go hey let's actually understand inputs and where where time's allocated there is a history of this like you know my colleague uh, Rafael Sadun has done time allocation work with CEOs and mm -hmm. managers, like, where do you guys spend? Because that's the main thing. Where you yeah. spend your time is where what your priorities are. You can say whatever your priorities are, but where you spend your time is where your priorities are. Absolutely, you know? and, um, and it is it, so fascinating. And that's one of the uh, there's like an HBR article I think he did, uh, and I default that to in my mind. If these Fortune 500 CEOs, you know, yes. they probably the they they're supposed to be the most busiest people on earth. Yes. Um, if they're getting, you know, their Sundays off and, um, you know, spending a half a day on Saturday or whatnot with yes. their family, I mean, like, we should be able to do that too, right? Like, Exactly, to, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. give her, um, you know, just have the mental break and, and yes. to um, do all of those things that, you know, doing laundry, for no, example. <laughs> doing dishes, doing laundry. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like reading fiction. Like I like to love reading fiction. I, I'm a big sci-fi nerd. Uh, so I, and I actually get inspired quite a bit uh, by that. And all my my recent stuff on AI that we're doing is all inspired by, you know, all the science fiction readings I've been doing for a long time. So it's kind that's, of fun. That's super cool. Um, so do you spend a great deal of time doing that? On I mean, it, it, it varies, right? It depends yeah. what's going on. Um, what, what, and what it is, is that, like, you know, I think what people try to, it's an interesting question. Do you, like, do you compartmentalize or do you integrate? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Um, I've always been like, there's, for me, there's, and this, this is me. I don't think, I don't think I'm going to say like, that's like the, the only way, you know, uh, or the right way. For me, integration helps because I want to, I'm like a connectionist. Like I like to make connections. Yeah. Um, and so by being in different things, but always trying to say like, what's the connection here? Or is, is, I don't even ask it explicitly. You know, sort of it's in the back of my brain, like some, some connections are being formed. 
And I try to sort of make that happen. So I was reading sci-fi a long time ago, right? Uh, teenager on kind of thing, uh, which was a long time ago. <laughs> and, uh, 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 last century, last century activities, and um, uh, and you know, as as I started to do more and more sci, as a more and more work in AI and so forth as well, I was like, huh, all those all those books I read are now more relevant now, and let me find new books as well in this thing. Huh. So I get a nice romp through somebody's mind about sci-fi. Uh, but then I also get to like draw connections to my research as well. That's kind of fun. I wish I could. I wish I could talk to you a long <laughs> time. Um, I think we probably have a little bit of uh, connections with this. Yeah. Um, so I know I I, 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 we're almost at our our time in terms of what you allocated. Um, yeah, a few more minutes, we can go longer. Okay, uh, I just don't want to like take too too long. But um, oh, this is why. What would you change in science if you could be God? Oh my God! Uh, and well, first, I'm an atheist, so like you know, I don't believe in God. So there's no deity in the first place. Well, I know, place. I know, <laughs> but all the, the already God in the tentacle to I think <laughs> you're doing a randomized control trial on science. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> in science. One, one, one area for sure, and actually people are working on this as well. So like, I'm gonna get super nerdy. Like, like we know that allocation of resources and sciences are biased. There's many studies that sort of point towards that. Um, uh, proposal, early evaluation of ideas is also, there's a bias against novelty. We've run some randomized experiments on that as well. Um, and the question I've always asked is like, you know, and some some funding agencies are trying to like, what if we just made a lottery? What if we just gave people more, re like, you know, like instead of like the the enormous efforts we we do on selection, all the panels and this and that and humming and hawing, what if it was a lottery? And so people have more shots uh, to, to try some things. Um, and how would that change the direction of science? Uh, which I think, yeah. I think, I think would be kind of fun, right? Because funding matters. Uh, I'm lucky to be a place where we have resources that we can get. And I can, if I ask for resources, it's effort, of course, got to work at it, but you know, I can, we can, we can get them. Uh, but that doesn't mean that everybody else has that opportunity. So what could we be doing systematically to allow more bets, more yeah. bets, to yeah. right? Uh, because what we found was interesting is we find, and this is like work I've done with my colleague, uh, my former postdoc, and now he's a professor at Michigan, uh, um, that the, in the ideation phase, in the proposal phase, there's a bias against novelty. But once you get the study done, in fact, the top journals actually have a, are pro novelty. They'll pick stuff that's cool and, and new. It's kind mm -hmm. of weird because mm -hmm. we, 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 when we first started, we started at the funding side and said, oh, all of peer reviews bias against novelty. That was my perspective. Then when we did this other study that, that Misha led, uh, oh, we say, no, in fact, uh, there's, they're contrary to my expectations. They're, they're, these journals are pro-novelty. It's like, oh, okay, cool, fun. That's good. That's good, right? Uh, and so, so given that, um, you know, I'm just curious about, um, and I, there are some again some experiments in Europe and some other private foundations which have been trying to do that. But you know, like it runs counter to how 
very smart people are going to tell you what's a good idea, kind of a perspective. Yeah. 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 When in fact, very smart people are coming up with good ideas. And, uh, you know, um, and if, if, and if you believe our story about there's a buy, we see the thing is people say, well, if this new survey done, maybe it's not a good idea. And I'm saying that means that you're anticipating that the, all the novel ideas are left tail distributed, but it, they could just be normally distributed, but your bias against novelty is chopping off much mm -hmm. of that of that of that part of the exploration in science so i think that would be like a fun uh fun thing to sort of institute at a much greater scale right like a much also, i think also being able to give them substantial funds and reset not just like funds but i think sometimes people have novel ideas and it's yes. hard for them to and like put it into practice yes because yes. they you know, there. I do think that there is some learning that goes on in terms yes. of, you know, uh, you know, if you went to a, a higher status institution, you get taught to write better and things along those lines, right? ChatGPT solves all of that now. Yeah. <laughs> give everybody, give everybody twenty bucks subsidy to get ChatGPT, or you know, just maybe that's money. what it is. Yeah. 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 But no, that, but I think, but I think there's a separate thing. So the other, the other, other cool experiment, uh, me playing God, which you know. <laughs> Uh, my mom listens to this. She's like, what do you mean you're an atheist? Uh, <laughs> no. uh, 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 the other thing I would sort of say, which is kind of cool, is opportunity. How do, we, how do we distribute opportunity more? Again, what I see is that where I am, I see more. So I can yeah. pick and choose and do that. Could we make that more available? But also, also, I've been indebted to people that became my mentors. I would not be here without Eric Von Hippel taking an interest in me, without Mike Touchman taking an interest in me, without Eva Gunn taking an interest in me, Lee Nadler taking an interest in me. Like, you know, all these people, all these incredible Marco Ian CD, right? I've I've been just been I've been overblessed with mentors. It's yeah. freaking incredible. I'm so lucky, right? To have all these men, even now at this stage in my life. I still look out for mentors. I look for mentors. Like, what can I learn from and so forth? And I'm lucky to to get that. But how do we actually again make that? You know, like I think I think talent is widely distributed. Opportunity mm -hmm. is not, and mentorship is not. And I think we need both. I think we will. so. Is there a way for us to sprinkle mentorship more randomly as well? <laughs> how so how do we that? do that with the reciprocity project? That's I mean by that's doing exactly. this. You know, spreading no, exactly, the word. That's exactly what you're doing. Exactly. And I think yeah. it's so important. You know, and I, you know, one of my first, you know, there were two aha moments which were, which made me say, I want to be an academic. I remember this so clearly. I was like looking at open source and Eric said, go, go read some papers about why you think people are motivated. And I ended up reading Mihai Chixit Mihai's book on flow. Uh, it was called Beyond uh, Anxiety and Boredom. That was the name of the book. And I read that book and I go, oh, this is what research is. Yes. You know, and uh, the thrill of like, oh, and then of course you had a framework for me to think about, about flow and all that kind of stuff and why software developers were doing that. I was like, wow. And it felt like, I fe it felt like a mentor in a book talking to me. Like, yeah, I, could, I, could, I remember the moment I'm sitting in Kendall Square, taking a subway ride into downtown Boston. And like, I can still feel it viscerally. Like it's 1998. I can feel it in my bones even right now, like you're, you're transporting me there as I'm talking about this, that moment. And then as I was doing my first research project, um, uh, I was trying to understand like, you know, these people were helping strangers on Usenet with like 
questions about the the an open source web server called Apache at that time, and uh, but they had the, these guys were like answering so many questions, and so it wasn't like tit for tat reciprocity, right? And then I remember doing like what what else kind of reciprocity is there? And then I remember reading another paper, and again this, these light bulb moments like oh generalized exchange, right? Mm -hmm. And this notion that why do you help somebody? Uh, who has a flat tire at the side of the road. Well, because you're hoping that in the future, when you're in trouble, somebody else, so you don't, you don't, that person is never gonna help you again, but you help them because as part of your social system, you have generalized exchange and that's what makes, so instead of tit for tat reciprocity, you have this sort of the, like we're doing this, somebody will benefit and we hope that they will also then help somebody else out, right? That's the whole point, right? Like. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. we're not doing this for tit for tat reciprocity, which is how you know economists will sort of think about it oftentimes. And the generalized exchange model was like again this big aha moment for me as well. I'm like, oh, research is so damn cool, man! I'm learning this, these things. I'm seeing it in my in my data, you know. And so, <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, again, this mentorship is is you know how do we make mentorship more of a generalized exchange? Uh, how do we make opportunities available to more people? Um, you know, it, alert them to opportunities. You know, alert them. To, you know that kind of stuff. So, absolutely. So. Oh, <laughs> this has been amazing talk. I wish I could spend more time. Um, we can do it again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let's do. Uh, let's try to do this again in in yeah. in in a couple of months or something and see yeah. where we are. I would love to get more insight from you. Uh, I've learned a lot from the reciprocity project that it was yeah. very surprising. Um, I yeah. came into it believing that it was people were a lot more um altruistic than yes. they really are and then yes. i you know then, then i have to think about okay you know you think about wikipedia for example the wikipedians yeah. there's like five thousand of them that actually yes. contribute and then yes. the whole world benefits from yes. this right and yeah. the 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 exchange model is completely different than i thought it was gonna yes. be yes yes yeah um, are you gonna write a book on this I would, yeah, I've actually started, well, I have it, um, and I have to put it together using ChatGPT, and I've actually yeah. tried to reach out to Harvard Business Publishing, <laughs> but whatever. Um, you know, I, I would love to do that because there's, nobody else has done this with an academic uh, understanding of yes. putting this, I mean, I guess you have with some of the stuff that you, and, and I think... Um, there's a fellow at Northeastern that was doing some of this stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but the idea of how do you connect with people? Yes. Um, all these things are so there's different. No, you know, there's no, there's no, there, there are no um, playbooks or field guides to it. No. It's no. just like people got lucky like I have been, you know, or some kind of received wisdom. You know that kind of stuff. So I think I think again. I think I love this because I think I think if you can, if you can empower more people, mm -hmm. right, to think this way, but also to like have some tools. Yeah, but then also um, just to say, screw it, um, I'm going to do it. Right? Yeah, like I know it's scary, and and part of the reason why we don't go into, um, or part of the reason why industry seems so attractive is you're going to make a ton more money. <laughs> you just do right. Um, and, and, and you do things kind of rationally and then you just have to, if we don't do anything that's rational. If you're working in the industry, you have a boss. Yeah, that's true. But there's a part of what we do 
and 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 anything that's innovative yes. uh, is completely irrational and it's for yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%, weird yeah. things 100%. right <laughs> so thank you so much i do appreciate it uh real treat real treat yeah this is fun this is fun okay, so let's let's keep in touch then take care all right bye